Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 109, dropping on March the 1st, or as we just discovered, Ed thinks is February 29th. I, you know, I don't think it's that, but I, I don't really get why we have to do it the way we do it. Now, I know you could explain it to me, but, you know... It's not I don't want, I'm not going to explain it to you. Okay. I have no interest in explaining right. I, that also, to you. I, I don't care. I wouldn't you, listen to the explanation anyway. You know exactly. That. You know that and that's already. why I wouldn't give it. <laughs> you know, so in case you're... It seems fairer if occasionally January lost a, month, a day. Just to be oh, fair to you. Yeah, you're not please. upset about the concept no. of a leap year. You know, in particular. I get that we have to have it to balance out. I know the reason for all so of that. So you're offended for the months. I'm offended for January. So you think <laughs> but not any of the other months. March too. March I feel bad for March. Why do you what are you feeling bad about? You know what would be great is if it also happened in October, then I would have been born on the last day of the month. Do you understand that they're that, that <laughs> But February not now, is, I'm the next to the last day of the month. But at least every fourth or twelfth year. Do you feel bad that March <laughs> March and October have to have 31 days, like they're bloated, and that they should all be lower because, fe- because they're not missing out on anything. February. February's the one that's February's missing out. February's missing out. Yes. I wouldn't so, feel bad for the other months. They're bullying poor February. And it, and it feels like weather that belongs in February gets shoved into March. You know? So <laughs> let, let me just be clear. Uh, I, I got about five seconds into this podcast before I lost all control. <laughs> I'm very confused. I am very confused about. You shouldn't be confused. It's yeah. a momentary thing. I will not remember this conversation. No, I, I should have never. I should have never. <laughs> then, it up. Then, my fault. Then I'll say it's somebody will say something to me about it. And I go, "What are you talking about?" Uh, well, you <laughs> say that about Ed's problem with leap years. I don't even know what you're talking about. A leap year. All right. So, where was I? Oh, by the way, my name's Jason. <laughs> this is Ed. This is Nathan. And uh, this is a podcast to help you about think about leap years. About leap years. That's all we talk about every single episode. Now, we try to talk about things that people care about, but really stuff that we care about sometimes that helps people think like Jesus in a Jesus centered way. And that, so that we do care about. That we care about. So today, we have a question that was sent in to us by one of our, I, I guarantee, longtime community Christian person because this is an inside question. So if you're new to our church and you're kind of like, why does this matter? We get it. It doesn't matter to you. It probably matters to some folks here in our church, but it gives us a chance to talk about a really important conversation. That does help you live more like Jesus. It does help you live more like Jesus, and we are going to get into that. Does that make sense? I was very Are you confused? I was trying to remember the leap year conversation. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm with you. Can we just clear that out of your brain for a second? Probably not. Can we move on to something else? Okay. Okay. So I got this question the other day, and I actually have gotten it from several people because they've noticed that we at Community Christian have made some changes. Imagine that. Never we happened did, we before. We did paint the auditorium. We did. That is not what the question was okay. about. Okay. Let, let me keep. Let me, keep I, let me just be really clear. It took a lot of people a long time to notice who we painted the auditorium. They have that donations thing in the wall now. Yes. And, that took and a while. still, that's been that way a long, a long time. time. And people who are standing next to it say to me, "Where do I put my donation?" Where it says turn donation. to your right. And we when have they those turn to their right, they still don't know. People want to know. <laughs> people want to know what the word maternity means. Nobody does. Okay. Okay. So here's the question, and it does relate to a change that we made recently. Somebody wanted to know, why in the world are you not posting the church services or the sermons that we deliver on YouTube anymore? They suddenly disappeared, and all of a sudden people are all upset, and they want to know where they went to. 
So the previous sermons did not disappear. No, they're still there. No, they're, they're still, still there. there. Years still there. worth of them. Yes. yes. Many, many ones years that we worth. might not even want it on YouTube anymore, <laughs> yeah, but we, we've been too lazy we to should, go take down. Take them down. We just haven't taken those down. So there's, those still exist. There's there's uh, sermons with uh, with uh, different sizes of audience. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does that, yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm this size, this yeah. size, this size, this. Size, this uh, that's me. I yeah. just keep going just back and forth. Different iterations. Oh, I, think, I think we all do. Some of my early sermons, I was very large and then not, yeah. not as much. But to be serious, some folks want to know why are going forward are we not uh, posting those forever and ever and ever? Well, I would like to make the point of going forward is a long time. That's right. So, <laughs> that's right. If, if you really want this, maybe wait. We, 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 might we, we don't have a hard and fast policy mm-hmm. that this is never, ever, 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 ever going to happen again. Maybe the next leap year. Maybe. We'll just decide for that leap Maybe. year. We'll... So I'll start with why, in, in the big overall scope of things, this, may, this probably part won't come as a surprise to anybody. Uh, some things changed starting in March of 2020. Uh, really? Yeah. Tell us what that there was. was there was a worldwide pandemic that hit, ah, and church shut down for a while. Yes. And for a lot of people, uh, church went to an online-only thing for right. a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of people came back. A lot of people didn't come back. And what I know is everybody in the church world that is my age, and well, honestly, you're all, nobody. Nobody trained us anywhere how to do church in a pandemic. No. There was not. In fact, I was saying to somebody the other day, they said uh, what the last two years has felt like to me has been that people put a black bag over my head and said, now lead. (laughs) You don't know what's going to happen. You can't compare it to anything you've ever been through. Now get us where we need to go. And so that happened, and so we did the best we could. Mm -hmm. And if you all go back and look, we made changes we used to, it started, I mean, in March we were doing online church one way, and then in June of that same year yeah. we changed to another way, and then in August of that year we changed mm-hmm. to another way, yep. and we were already starting in June having some people back in per- person, and so we went through 18 months almost of trying to iterate, which means change, yeah. to figure out how to handle this online church which was not what online church had been prior to March 2020. Every other church in the world except maybe a handful. Online church meant you pointed a camera at what what was happening in the room and you just showed it. That's it. You weren't trying to do anything with those people. You weren't trying to minister to those people. Mm -hmm. You weren't trying to really connect with them anyway. You weren't trying to help them take any other steps. You just... You opened a window into your room and put it on the web. Well, when the majority of your congregation moves there, the thoughts begin to happen to uh, come to your mind. How can we, in fact, help people that we know and love take next steps in their life with Jesus while online? Mm. Because I have a little sticker I wrote on my wall in June of my office in June of 2020 that said, some people will never be back where I can look them in the eye. Yes, and that has held true. And I have to figure out how to help them because I still feel responsible right. to them. Well, they still right. consider us their church That's and right. we are their pastors. So that was the big thing. We've been trying to figure out. Now, we have a lot of people that have come back. 
And then for a while we couldn't even figure out because what everybody in the world now knows is the numbers that YouTube and Facebook give you of who's out there and how many are out there, they don't mean anything. No. <laughs> they don't mean anything at all. I don't know a church that takes those and considers those to be honest. I can show you some of the biggest churches in the country that if you go to their online live service, there are 15 people watching, I guarantee you that's not accurate. True. You'll see a little number in the corner of their Facebook thing and it says 30. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the same number we have. Yeah. Sometimes, you know. And sometimes we get 50 or 60. That's right. And we, we don't know what that means either. No. So we've been trying to figure all of that out. So why did we post? So y'all want to go on? You want me to keep rambling on? Because I can just keep on going. Well, I think, I think, <laughs> I think the, 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 you know, when you get to why is it we don't post, I think all that, so all that's kind of like the background behind it. But yep. we've, we've said since the pandemic, I, I, I remember when we were scripting out one of the very first uh, uh, live streams before anything was back in person, uh, there was this phrase we used because we were very, uh, and you may even remember this when we did when we did these live streams early on. We were very specific about saying, "Hey, uh, we want you involved in the chat, and mm -hmm. we want you to have you know your your phone out." We were even telling you like, "Put it up on the TV and have your, like." We would explain all that at the beginning, and we started using this phrase: "Church is not content you consume; it's a community you can be committed to." And uh, the idea behind that has always been there is a way and. And we were very nervous about it early on in the sense that, and we, I remember saying, it could be really easy that church just becomes content when yep. it's just something you watch on TV. And then we started having con conversations around maybe even in person it was content people consumed. Yes. That maybe before we went online, there was a way in which the reason I go to church is because I like this speaker or mm -hmm. I like this worship experience or I like this kids program. Or like, and it becomes... A, a, a piece of content that I consume. And we've always known we've had that trouble because inevitably when people are kind of church shopping, there are some who are just really trying to look for, uh, you know, they're new to the area and they're trying to figure out where can I get plugged in. And then and this is inevitable. All of us run into it. There are people that are looking for a specific kind of program, a specific kind of aesthetic. And that happens even when you're at a church for a long time. And so we were saying, we want this to be a way that people can take next steps with Jesus. And we know that in order for people to take next steps with Jesus, that's going to involve other people. Maybe not the very first step, but at some point, mm -hmm. Jesus is going to lead me towards other people. And the commitment part is key. Really, the only way that I know how devoted I am to anything is how committed I am, how much I am willing to maybe put up with things I don't enjoy as much and to, to compromise on things and being willing to serve even when it doesn't benefit me in the way I want to and the way I want it to. And so we started saying, hey, we, and we started thinking at that time about everything we do, including when we went back in person, we don't want to go back to just having content we consume. We don't want our in-person things to just be content we consume. And so we tried a bunch of different things. Uh, and then towards the end of last year, 20, 2021, we started having conversations around here of how can we make that time online that we are together more communal and less content-focused? Well, and from the point of view of... Uh 
they are different experiences. They are. When you come in person, and everybody knows this, and, and this is a bad analogy, but in some ways it's okay. There's a, they're a group of people that go to hear people play live. Right. There are very few times you go to a big arena to hear somebody, you bought their album, and you hear it live that you go, man, that was better than the album. The experience may have been better. Mm-hmm. From a musician's point of view, the music is very seldom better. Mm-hmm. But they're two different experiences. If I want to listen to the music, I'll probably just buy the CD or I'll buy, download the MP3. You know, I'll get the digital format. Well, but it, the experience, if I want the experience of being with them. So we had to deal with what's the best experience for people in person and is there a way to translate that online that is best for online? We're not saying it can't be done. What we were doing, we know didn't translate best for online because engagement online with people was low. Well, and I think it you, was low. I think using your example, which is really good at the concert, in that there there is a style of music that the recording is never better. And it is jazz. Everyone, oh, yeah. everyone who loves jazz. So because it's never the same. Well, right. that's my point is, yeah. church is not meant to be a, a sermon that you package up and that you give to somebody and they just hear it and then they go, okay, now I know what I need to know. Which is often, even very like artistic musicians, you may create a concept album or something you want people to listen to, but it's still packaged. But what we know is, through jazz, even most famous jazz musicians, that's when like they considered it selling out, was when you go, I'm going to go make money by mm-hmm. trying to find it. Because right. everyone knew the point of going to see jazz is it's not just the song they're playing. It's the the individual musicians and the way they work together and that it's different. On a rock level, it's fish. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's but what I mean is, and that is what we're trying to talk about when we talk about an online gathering or an in-person gathering is there is a way in which church can easily become about who is preaching or about what musician is up doing anything or what song got played. But what, And we've even changed this about our in-person gatherings and our online is we're trying to, uh, to change it up to the point that it's not just one person up there speaking the whole time because we don't want to elevate and say church is about you coming and listening to this wise person and their person. Because I had someone come say this after a uh, service one time to me. They said, I really love listening to your mm. interpretation of your relationship with God or something yeah. like that. And I thought, and I just said to myself, well, I hope eventually it becomes more about the community because I don't want it to be you going, wow, Nathan has such wisdom, or wow, Jason has clearly such intimacy with God. That's not the point of, as sermons are important, preaching is biblical, it's something we think is important, worship is biblical, it's important, but it is the way that when the church gathers together, not just the people on stage or the people presenting something, it is, it is the way we all interact with each other. And so if I'm in person, it's also those interactions I'm having before and after a service, or I know we've talked about this, during a song, that I look over at a friend of mine and we're singing this song together and I know we're going through something together. Or if it's online, it is the times where you start recognizing people in the thing, go, oh man, they always have such good insights, or oh, they were so encouraging when I shared a prayer request, or oh, they now know things about my life. That changes 
the experience every time. And then eventually, hopefully, it leads you to a small group where you know more people and all those kind of things. So I think that part is really important is we want each each gathering to be less about necessarily the product that we want you to consume, even though we are going to plan a sermon and we only, are going to. Only if you consider the product to be the community. I, mm. I, I have to say to people, even in, in person, in, in my discipleship group, uh, I always have to remind people, church is not the sermon. Mm. Right. Yeah. It, you know, it comes down to that question of, when I go to church, what, what am I going to? If it's a sermon, and if you really want good online sermons, I guarantee you the three of us know where there's some really yes. good online yeah, sermons. Way better than we could ever do. Exactly. And one of the things that became clear during the pandemic is that everybody, everybody's really good messages are online. Yep. And I can remember having this conversation, I think, with Jason of I had heard somebody say, and I think this is true, content, biblical content has become ubiquitous and that is just yeah, everywhere. everywhere i mean and better than like the bible project con if you want to do really yeah. good bible study yes we don't have time to do that but the bible project has some of the best mm -hmm. bible study stuff out there that you and we've used some of it in our in-person stuff but nobody ought to be out able to out local the local church right nobody ought you ought to be able to so connect with with some group of people that know you, mm -hmm. maybe your content does come from somewhere else. It's sure. the con but nobody ought to be able to out relationship the the church. The church is made for relationship. It was built off a relationship. It it confirms the relationship we have with God and that He puts us together yeah. in the body. It's all relational. And somewhere along the line, and my goodness, I've made a career out of this, mm -hmm. we turned it into content delivery. Yeah. And yeah. people began to judge it based on content delivery. Music and message. Music and message. Music and message. And do my kids like it? So it's right. music, message, and are my kids happy? Yeah. Not necessarily the community that I'm committed to for the cause of Christ. That is actually changing my community. Right, oh, because sure, the yeah. Bible Project ain't ever going to do that for you. They're not even wanting to. That's They're not, not their trying goal. to. No, but. and they, they would say that. Well, and I think all of that so, that, so I think we're trying to create experiences in person and online, right, that our, our main goal is that we are still producing content. I mean, we're still writing sermons. We're still, we're still preparing songs. We're still getting children's curriculum. We're still having small group curriculum. We have all of, these, all of this content, but we want to use the content to build communities. Mm -hmm. right. And so when we have in-person and online gatherings, we really are hoping they form, they, they function multiple purposes. But the two primary ones that we want is, one, for new people, for people who are checking us out online and they get to see an online gathering or they come in person and they're trying to figure out life or faith or Jesus or church, they get to see us living out what church is like, us worshiping Jesus together, us talking about how we can live like Jesus together, us communally engaging. So if I'm in person, I'm seeing people talking and they're talking to me, or if I'm online, people are talking. And that's why I know a lot of people up on our online gathering say, I just don't really want to engage in the chat. 
I get you may not get any benefit out of it. There is a benefit for a new person who comes in to say, wow, there is life in this church. Well, maybe not even a new person. There, There's a benefit for other people. Yeah. Right. They, I mean, uh, two weeks yeah. ago when I was hosting the online thing, and just so you know, as far as sermons online, I feel like we're still preaching online. Mm-hmm. It's just a different format. I'm sitting down. It's the exact same content that is happening. It's oh, not yeah. the same exact words because it's a different person saying them. It's the same exact text. We're going yeah. through the same exact points. We're the trying same to, kind of outline. It's the same yeah. kind of outline. Yeah. But because we don't, we are trying to create community around the content, we don't leave it on demand because we don't want it to just be consumed. We want you to be a part of the community. And a couple of weeks ago, we got a question from someone that really did take it a different, well, it was a guy that asked about how does how do I do this with my kids? How do I help them understand that? It took it a total different direction than I intended to go, but it fit right in with what we were talking about, and it fit perfectly in with his life. The rest of the community, if we again become a true community and we care as much about that person and their experience, it does give me the chance to begin to say, oh, that guy's trying to help his kids. And I can pray for them. I can come alongside of him. I can encourage him. And even when I ask a question, I don't know who else I'm help, uh, helping by asking that question. Yes. I, don't, I just don't know. So I would say this about our online. And I don't want to go on with this too, too long and, and to act like we, we are defending what we're currently doing now for <laughs> six weeks. No. I am not trying to decide what we've been doing for six weeks. Well, when this comes out, it'll have been maybe eight weeks by that point. What I'm trying to say is we are trying to figure out how to make the church. Yes. I do believe there's a way to do church online. I do. I don't know that we have it figured out. I what I do know is what we were doing wasn't church. No. Yeah. It was giving you content. Well, we have already given you six, seven years worth, and I know because I have re-preached some of those sermons yeah. seven or eight years ago, <laughs> you don't remember them. Yeah. <laughs> because when yeah. I say them again, you go like they're brand new. So if you want just content, we have playlist of content. Well, if, if that's what you want... We do have content. We do. Well, and I would say, because we had this conversation, I don't want this to drop, we believe this is just as edifying in the sense of building you up as a follower of Jesus as a sermon is. It's just a different context. Mm-hmm. We are still, we see ourselves in this moment of, I see it right now, that we're teaching. We're yeah. trying to help you understand how to live like Jesus. It's a different format. So I, I get, maybe maybe your preferred content is a sermon. This is that way. I believe, because I'm on that one as well, the Family Movie Night podcast is also content that is designed yes. oh, to absolutely. help you teach your children how to follow Jesus. And I'll just say this, in our conversation, we regularly go, man, this was actually really helpful to me. Like, it's not just for your kids. It helps us to remember. So we're still trying to give content. We don't want we don't want to just drop and say, hey, we're, ne- we're never producing content. But all of the content, this, as well as Family Movie Night, as well as our Sunday morning gatherings, are designed to draw you into a community. Because, you know, I had this conversation on Sunday. I actually had it with your wife. There was someone, she, I walked out of 
the the. Uh, I thought he meant my wife. I thought. Yeah. You mean your mom? No. Casey's wife. Casey's wife. Okay. Out of this conversation. Okay. <laughs> I walked out of the. Uh, it was actually before service. Someone was coming in for service, and she walked up to me and said, "She was talking about someone." She goes, "Man, it was really good to see them." She goes, and she said, "What a lot of us end up saying is, oh, I haven't seen that person in a while." It, it kind of hit me of, oh, we're all getting older. That's what they, she just said. She goes, I saw this person. They were looking a little older than I remember them being. And I said, yeah. And she goes, but you know what thought I had is that person is going to walk into church every single day until they're, until the last day they can. And, and she just goes, I just think that's such a great thing for them. Mm. And I said to her, and it's really good for us. Yeah. I said, what a faithful witness yes. that that person is to the rest of us who aren't there of saying, this matters. Mm. And I don't mean in person, so don't hear me say that. What I'm saying is, because this is what's the point I was trying to make, if you're an older person and getting in the chat online is not, it doesn't do anything for you. It does do something for younger believers to look and say, that's a person that for for whatever, either their choice or they can't be at an in-person gathering, they are, they are choosing to say the church still matters and this is important and I want to give to you and I want you to give to me and I want us to be back and forth. That's a part. It's not just reaching new people. There is a part that when we gather together, the other part is the word that gets used in kind of theological is edifying. But it really is we're building each other up to live like Jesus and to live communally. That there is a part when I join together and I'm in a service. And uh, I heard someone say the other day about, uh, oh, someone's really into it because they raise their hands when they sing. And I say, you know, often I raise my hands because I'm not into it. And I'm trying to get my body to mm. do something to my soul. Help me get to it. it helps me that I rarely, my, I, don't, I, I just don't do this. I'm never with my wife and be like, man, I love you. <laughs> like, that's not a natural position when I'm into something. But it does to my body. It makes my body say, yeah. I'm here for this. And the same is true when I, when I physically show up or in an online gathering say, hey, I'm going to go, even though this isn't exactly uh, what I'm looking for today. When I show up and say, I'm here for the community of believers. I'm here for the sake of the world. And I'm here for my creator and my king. And I say, this is why I'm showing up. It does something to me. It does something to the community. Well, I'll say this as well about... And there are other forms of online community that we've been trying since maybe September, which is we have daily prayer morning and evening. Sure. Yeah. And I don't know what I thought about that when we started it, of what was going to happen out of it, but what I know for sure has happened out of it is I do the evening prayer. Nathan always does morning. Jason and I split the time in the evening. And uh, there is definitely an evening prayer community. Yeah. And that. Yep. I know when somebody doesn't show up, and yeah, I, I wonder, I wonder. Mm -hmm. You know, I can know pretty much when I start at 5.30 on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, won't be long till Diane Smith's going to be there. Yes, yeah. sir. Won't be long till Rusty's going to be there. Mm -hmm. And when they aren't there, I wonder because they're yeah. a part of my community. Yeah. And I almost always pray for them mm -hmm. when they're not even there. And we care about each other. And, you know, Arlene in, in Delaware, she's with us on it. It's possible to have a community, and the community can be as precious as the content or what we're doing. That's the way God designed us. Mm -hmm. it, it really is the way. And what we're trying to do on Sunday morning is, you know, most people in the United States, well, honestly, around the world, they do not go to church because the preacher's great, because most preachers aren't very good. <laughs> Yeah. And including the yeah, three of us exactly. sitting here, there are I was times, say we got some stinkers. I mean, they're just, they're just, 
is just not good. Yeah. But the community is good. Yeah. And they love the people that are there. They're people that go to churches that others of us look at and go, why would you go to that? There's no programs there. The speaking's not great. But the body of Christ is there for them. The yeah. community is there for them. And, and Jesus is present. That's what I, in the midst, <laughs> when two or three, present. when we are gathered, but we have to gather. Yeah. We have to gather. And the only way, I say this when I leave, and I know you guys do too, when there's just a camera lens I'm looking at, you can see me, but I can't know you're there. There's something weird about that. Yeah. It's yeah. just not, it feels like I'm, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, because I've been preaching for a long time, it feels like you're just getting something from me, whereas I could be in a community, and I would give the same. I would give mm -hmm. the same, but it would mean more to all of us. Yeah. It would mean more to all of us. So I don't know that, you know, six months from now, somebody maybe asks, why did you start putting YouTube videos yes. back up? Okay, well, we're, we're we trying to figure it out. out. We're trying to figure it out. Well, and, and let's just be clear. That's the nature of a of, uh, community Christian for the whole, I've been here 25 years. You've you know, been here since the beginning. That's the nature of who we are, is we are just trying to figure things out and do the best that we can, and this is a part of that process. We believe discipleship to Jesus fixes every problem, but discipleship looks different in every generation yeah. because we have to address it to the culture that we are currently in, and our culture greatly changed in March of 2020 mm. as far as church culture is going. Yeah. And what was before ain't ever coming back. I it, it just ain't coming back. We have changed. Mm -hmm. And time doesn't move backwards. It just doesn't go that way. Mm -hmm. It's always marching forward. So we have to always be trying to figure out what's right for now. Do we have it? I don't know. But we'd be a lot better off if we'd have more people actually engage. We're really hoping. What I pray for every time I lead the online service is, you know, God helps some people step up. Let's mm -hmm. engage today. Let's, let's engage with the scripture. We have a conversation about it. Uh, let's talk about it. I'm going to say some things, but it'll be interesting to react to what they have to say. Well, and I think, I think you know, if, if the concern is of the posting sermons on YouTube is the idea of, because uh, I've heard, I had someone ask me this you know, after one of my sermons of, I, mean, I was in person and they came and said, is this going to be online that I could share this with I, my daughter, they said, really, it was, a, it was a person who's got an adult child. They said, my daughter could could really use this. And I said, I said, no, it won't. I said, but you know what? You experienced it. And I said, I bet you could have a conversation that might be more impactful than me just saying it. Uh, I said, because, and I get that the heart behind for a lot of people is, well, you guys really prepared it. You really, you, it was really effective. And it really is, the way I say it to a lot of people, is I'm not saying that God has never... Uh, use sermons that people share. I don't mean that. But what I'm saying is I've often had that the what you're hoping people will get is what you got. And it's almost like when you try to tell a joke to somebody that was in and then you go, oh you had to be there. Had to be there. Because there is something in which and I have always known this. I'm assuming y'all I mean I don't know that we've ever talked about this, but I assume we we've all kind of felt this and known this that <laughs> I, there are times I write sermons, I go, man, this was really good. And then I get up and do it, and I felt like, oh, this didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. But then there are times I get up, and it really moves because it really is. The, it's not. And, and that, at sometimes I have allowed it to be a thing that has really frustrated me. But then when I get myself, it's a very humbling thing to remind myself that I'm showing up 
with my gift. If I see it that way, if I have a gift that I'm giving and I'm preparing it to the best of my ability, but it is some combination of what I prepared with the people in the room and the Spirit of God and what's going on in their lives and what God's been doing before they came in the room and what God's been doing in me before I came in the room, all of that, or if it's online, same difference, that that part of it, that God is working through people. And so when you ask, can I share this online? No, you can't share my specific words I gave. But our hope has always been, because we believe what the church is, is we are representatives of the kingdom of God, that we are a community. Some some scholars refer to it as a colony of the kingdom of God in our world. And on Sunday, we represent it in that way. But then out in the world, in the way we interact with people, each of us represent it. So you have the ability, if you heard the sermon or you heard the thing, to go, it's more impactful to go to your friend and go, hey, I had this experience this weekend. This is what I really felt God speaking to me. And I thought you needed to hear this. Mm -hmm. I I thought about you and you just having that. They're more likely to listen to that five-minute conversation than any 35-minute video we could share. And I'll tell you what else will happen in that, particularly, and I've had people share messages in this light. If you're sharing a message as a gotcha, Hmm. like like there's something, I want my daughter to hear this because, well, I guarantee you they ain't hearing what you wanted them to hear. And if you had to try to share them what you wanted to hear, I guarantee you wouldn't go, well, let me tell you, because you know that wouldn't go very far. But if you took the message that God wanted you to give you, that he prompted you to think about your daughter in the middle of it through your lens. Because my preaching professor taught me that all preaching is, is the heart of God through the heart of a person to the heart of a person. And so when you hear something from God in the midst of us teaching, and it goes to your heart, through your heart to a person, you will do a better at it than I would have done in the first place. Because I don't know them. Mm. Yep. I just don't know them. All right, we are out of time, so I'm going to have to call it right there. In fact, I had one more thing to talk about. I don't have time to get to it because we are we just need to be done. All right. We go. We try to keep it's these calling. about 30 minutes because we're trying to honor your time. So we'll save that one until next week. So we'll have Here's what I know for questions. sure about this one, Jason. What about this one? I guarantee you we probably didn't answer their questions. Probably didn't. But we are willing to try because we, we, we are conti- – if you're still frustrated by this, I get it. Yes. I, you know, we're a little frustrated by trying to figure it out, too. But we're trying. We really are trying to figure it out. One, and I do think, I mean, we didn't say this, but we we certainly didn't stop doing it because we didn't like posting sermons. Oh, no. So, I mean, it's not even a, it's, it has nothing to do, it, you know, we're, we, we have all of the same frustrations with different stuff. That's part of being a community because And if you want to hear about all the metrics we looked at, that we sort of looked at and said, this is pretty evident this isn't working because of X, mm-hmm. I'd be willing to share that with you. So email me. Yep. Yeah. I'll share all the metrics side of it if you're really interested in that. Yep. All right. And if you want to hear more about leak days, email me. No, Ed's the one that cares. <laughs> well, but apparently I, I... Why would I care? You he seem to. He's already forgotten. He forgot, yeah. <laughs> Remember the beginning of this So podcast? don't email him about the metrics either because he might have forgotten. I will that. talk to you about the metrics. That yeah. matters to me. I okay. do remember that now. Okay. Well, we talked this conference. I thought that was before we recorded. So we, will, <laughs> we will see what else I do remember that now. When we come back. I thought back. we had that kind of thought. Okay, I got you. We will find out what Ed remembers when we come back next <laughs> week. So y'all have a great one. See you then.